Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Friday, and we are here to break down the MLB slate on this Friday. Terry, man, how's it going, man? Doing good, Jace. Good to be here. Nice uh, way to end the week, getting on the uh, air. Last minute uh, change here for me, so uh, scrambling a little bit the last hour, putting some stuff together. But, uh, yeah, doing good. Getting caffeinated over here, so uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get, get, you got to go to coffee there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this one's a uh, just a little Cafe Bustelo. I do the uh, Keurig system, but I have the little refillable cups, so I'm just buying bricks of Cafe Bustelo at the bodega over here for right now. But uh, usually I like to mix it up, you know, get different, uh, you know, fancy coffees and stuff. No real favorite, but I like like a nice dark, like, you know, something with a little bite to it. What about you? Of course. Anything, uh, I'm just relaxing, man. I had a I had a long day yesterday. I think I got done about uh, two o'clock in the morning. So uh, it was a you know it's a you know mm-hmm. since I do obviously a lot of MMA stuff. So we got uh, fight card tonight, fight card tomorrow. So it's uh it's, it's been a busy uh, 24 hours or so for me. But yeah, man, I'm you know ready, ready to break this slate down. Before, of course, we're sponsored by SuperDraft. We'll tell you about the great offer SuperDraft has. For our viewers, uh, but uh, let's talk about last night. First off, just kind of first off, I think we got. If we're going to talk about last night, we got to start with the royal stack. If you went with that top stack, one, two, three, uh, Merrifield, Solar, and Perez, eight for fourteen, six runs, six RBIs, and two home runs. Yeah, I tell you, I mean that was uh, not a big spot on my radar yesterday, and uh, they really, really came through. You know, that was a key to unlocking those top of the GPP standings that for basically every tournament that I saw, everything that I was in. So I had a few shares, but not nearly enough. I think that's how I started off my column last night. It was well, looks like we don't have enough Royals. <laughs> you know, so yeah, hell of a game by those guys, though. I mean, Merrifield was uh, was a monster yesterday. Yeah, you look at some, uh, uh, you know, two pitching notes really stick out to you. First off, you got, you know, Bundy going go a complete game, uh, only gives a one earned run in, in 10Ks. And if you if you had the Braves, you, you had got a good start there too. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bundy was uh, was lights out, excellent start uh, against the uh, Mariners. And it was a spot that, uh, talking to Emac the night before, you know, that I really liked targeting that spot. We actually covered that one two nights in a row because we had been listed uh, the night before previously. Um, before uh, Teron came back. Uh, so it was a spot I liked two days in a row and then somehow ended up with not enough. It's <laughs> just typical, typical me. But uh, Tucson was nice to see. You know, Alex had him high-ranked in the uh, top starters tool early in the day. 
he fell down uh, a little bit in you know ranking wise, but the percentage was still right there for being the top, uh, most likely top starter. And kid put up a heck of a game, so that was nice to see. Uh, you know, some other hitting performances you got to bring up. You know, Ramirez, three for five, a triple home run, four RBIs. JT Real Muto, two for four, two runs, a home run, three RBIs. Uh, anybody else, uh, you know, as you, you think of last night that sticks out to you? Those were, I tell you, those were a couple of ones that were kind of popping in my head. You know, anytime you can get a catcher performance like that, that's just bonus here, right? And Ramuto is a great catcher option. You know, between him and Grandal, those are two of the go-to catcher options for offense. And uh, you get a game like that out of him, that's a big difference maker on the slate. So uh, love to see that. And uh, yeah, those are those were the ones that really stuck out to me, I think. Of course, uh, we're here to break down this slate, a 13-game main slate on DraftKings. Uh, you can play the two early games, uh, 6.05 games, uh, which, of course, is Baltimore and the Nats and the Rays and the Yanks. I think uh, both me and Terry will be uh, paying attention at Rays versus Yanks as a, sure. a Rays fan. And, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, just in terms of that game, especially maybe someone's going to play on FanDuel. You know, Blake Snell still stretching himself out. How long will he go? Uh, you know, his last start against the Orioles, you know, got off to a great start, you know, first two innings and kind of things fell apart. So I think that'll be interesting if someone wants to play on the FanDuel side of things. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of strikeouts in that Yankee lineup. So even if Snell only goes four innings, you could still see seven, eight strikeouts out of the guy, you know. So uh, that would probably be something I would take a look at there. I don't expect a ton out of Tanaka today. Uh, you know, he's uh, kind of on a short leash as he's coming back from taking that line drive, screaming 106 mile an hour line drive to the forehead that. I honestly don't know how he's still alive, let alone pitching. So uh, I don't know that I would lean too much into Tank, but uh, I might take a look at Snell there. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, but, of course, that main slate starts off at, at 7.05. Uh, you know, Tigers and the Pirates are going to kick this slate off. Uh, you know, let's, uh, let's get your take on this one, man. Yeah, so Tigers Pirates, we've got Matt Boyd and Chad Cool. You know, I'm not a huge fan of either pitcher. I think Cool's going to go uh, like four innings, something like that, then uh, hand over to uh, the bullpen. So he's not really an opener, not really a starter. He's kind of in that uh, lost space in the middle. Um, not a guy I really uh, would go too much anyway. You know, 20% uh, strikeout, 9% uh, walk rate for his career. Lefty power can get to him a little bit. So maybe take a look at some of the uh, left-handed bats on the Tigers. Not that there's many that we really like, but maybe like a Kristen Stewart could get into them. Um, Boyd on the other side, good amount of case, uh, you know, 30% strikeout rate last year, 388 XBIP. Not a guy I love, but he kept the walks under control. Uh, gives up home runs, you know, vulnerable to the long ball, uh, 189 in 2019 home runs per nine, 143 the year before. So definitely vulnerable to the long ball. These Pirates bats, not a team I look to a ton, but there is a little bit of pop in like the middle in the uh, Josh Bell, Colin Moran, Brian and Reynolds kind of a uh, space. So not the greatest hitters. You know, Reynolds is uh, 159 projected ISO Moran, 147. But they could turn on the ball from the right guy, and this could be that guy. So might be a sneaky little play there. Have to see how they rank out the top stacks. Yeah, when I was doing the early bird podcast last night with Adam, of course, we were talking about this this Pittsburgh lineup, not exactly a lineup that uh, you're, you're looking at uh, outside Josh Bell. I mean, just looking on DK, uh, you know, 4,900. Is there a, another favorite bat on the Pittsburgh side of the equation? You know, a guy I like to get to, and he's not like eye-popping in the uh, in the stats, but he does a fair amount with uh, both the bat and the legs, is Kevin Newman when he's hitting him toward the top of the lineup at shortstop. Just a weird little oddball type of shortstop play. Does enough for me that he can generate fantasy points on the right day. So if I'm going to this stack, that's somebody I like to build into it. 
But I mean, Bell is obviously the best bat on this team. On the other side of the equation, is there a favorite bat uh, that you know really has you intrigued? I know you've always got your your home run tool up there at Osmo.com. People gotta gotta check out that article. Uh, is there someone that uh, really has you intrigued? I think uh, typically when I look for power on this team, it's you know I call that lefty power, but uh, he's a righty. But CJ Crone uh, just packs a ton of wallop on this team, so he's got by far the best home run mark on that. Uh, he's up over twelve in my uh, little home run model there, so anything over ten is a good sign. So he's creeping up into that you know really good chance they had a home run de- uh, territory. So he's twenty seven hundred on DK, twenty eight hundred on Fanduel, great price. So that's a guy I might uh, definitely take a look at if I'm leaning into some Tiger stacks. Uh, then we got the Braves and the Phillies. Uh, this was a, a, a matchup that me and Adam talked a little, little bit about last night on, on early bird, especially with, you know, Atlanta, uh, leading the league in strikeouts. You got, you know, Vince Velasquez going for the Phillies. Uh, you know, obviously his price is 6,900, uh, over on, on DraftKings. Is, is that a, you know, a lower, you know, salary pitcher that you're looking at? Yeah, I think so, particularly on the two site, uh, the two starter site. You know, there's a couple really high end guys on FanDuel that I'm probably just going to uh, lean into and kind of ride some of the uh, pitching chalk today. I think just the way the early uh, projections are breaking down. I'm not pulling the greatest projection on Velasquez, but I haven't had a chance to dig into it. So I think maybe something's just wrong with my innings projection because I do like him. There are plenty of strikeouts available in this lineup. He's a kid that we know can strike guys out. He's uh, 26% ish uh, career strikeout. 9% walks, you'd like to see that a little bit lower, but it's not tragic. He's a guy who's going to put guys on base. Uh, he's a 199 home run per nine last year. So if you guys are on base, he is vulnerable to that big long ball. So that's what we got to worry about. That's what he's got to avoid. Um, so you could run into one of those starts where he racks up seven, eight strikeouts, but then gives up a home run, you know, a three-run homer, a two-run homer, and he's behind the eight ball on your points and you're not getting what you need from him. So He's never been a guy I trust, but I think for that price, he's a guy I'm going to go to. Uh, Sixty three hundred on Fanduel, so super cheap. Lets you do basically anything with bats over there. You know, Adam had mentioned to me about the left-handed bats for the Braves going up against Vince here, um, and, and Freddie Freeman is obviously someone you mentioned. Of course, you got to pay up for Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, fifty-two hundred, uh, the third most high salary bat in this game. Uh, are you targeting those left-handed bats just in case you know Vince, uh, you know, maybe starts having the walk issue and you know and, and things along those lines? Yeah, this is one where I'll probably have both sides as far as that goes. I might even mix in a little bit of the Atlanta pitcher just to get different. I don't think he's going to be super popular, but uh, taking a look at the top stacks tool, they're in the top 10 of uh, stacks on FanDuel and in the top five on DK. Getting a little bit under-owned on DK, so it's probably a good spot there. A little bit over on FanDuel, but nothing tragic. Very, very playable team ownership. Um, So that's something I'm definitely going to poke at a little bit. I've got very solid home run marks for one, two, three, four, five Braves over 10 in my home run model. So they're pulling a lot of power. Uh, Emac hit them in his spotlight hitters last night. He beat me to the punch. I was going to cover it, but instead <laughs> I just dropped the link over to his column and went on. Uh, but it, it is a spot that I like. Uh, Freddie Freeman, definitely the uh, my favorite bat as, uh, as far as the left-handed power goes. Nick Markakis coming back into this lineup could be sneaky as well. Lefty, lefty uh not a ton of power, but a lefty bat, somebody that people aren't necessarily going to be all over as part of the stack. Of course, you mentioned about your article over at awesomeo.com right now, uh, free premium content today, the MLB player ranking. So you definitely want to check out that. Uh, I'm always checking out Terry's home run article every day. That's, that's like a go-to article for me. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah that I'm, one I give, uh, you know, the one where I give uh, the team by team home run pick and then uh, make my home run call. So 
<laughs> just got off the schneid the other day with the home run picks too after a uh, cold week with uh, hit the George Springer pick the other night. So feel good about it. Hey, hey, look, we're, we're we're all we all dig the long ball, so we're we're trying to find those long <laughs> balls where they, where they may come from. Uh, you know, uh, the Philly bats. Obviously, you know, at the top of it is Bryce Harper. Um, you know, JT, we talked about what he did last night. He's always a guy at the catcher position that I'm always interested in of, of what he may do. Um, is there some other bats that, uh, you know, are kind of in your liking? Yeah, this Philly lineup is one that I like. You know, it's uh, it's a team where the top four pretty much every day is a super solid little stack. When they're not popular, I love just mashing those guys together, be really straightforward about this team and, and rolling them out. All four of them well over 200 ISO projection. They limit the – well, they don't limit the strikeouts, but they're professional hitters, you know, and they're uh, all well over league average for uh, WRC plus uh, into the 20s and 35% range. You know, when you get to a guy like Bryce Harper, he's 35%. ton of power. He's leading my home run model for this team. Another one where I've got four guys on this team over 10, so there's a lot of power available in this game just across the board on both sides. Um, Jay Bruce, potentially sneaky, big lefty bat from later in the lineup. A uh, ton of power there, 2,600 on FanDuel, 31 on DK, super affordable, not drawing a ton of ownership based on the early ownership projections. So it could be a sneaky spot against a uh, young starter in Kyle Wright. Of course, uh, this is the MLB strategy show here for the Friday slate here on August the 7th. Of course, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. That does help us out a lot. Of course, we are sponsored by Superdraft. The future of daily fantasy sports has arrived. Experience Superdraft's exclusive game mode multiplier. Say goodbye to salary restrictions and a load of lineup freedom. Use your fantasy sports knowledge to draft any player you want and build your very own dream team. Countless lineup possibilities let you experience daily fantasy sports the way you want. Superdraft offers contests for NBA, MLB, PJ, NASCAR, and MMA, so you can enjoy the best of DFS all year round. Sign up for Superdraft today. Use the promo code AWESOMO10, and it's $10 free on your first deposit of $10 or more, and $20 total free on your first deposit of $100 more. Download the App Store, play at Superdraft.io. Superdraft, no limits, more winning. Of course, you, you hear Terry talking about those tools we have over at AWESOMO+, and get access to all those AWESOMO Plus tools and content for MLB DFS with a Osmo Plus MLB Weekly Pass for $15.95. This includes full access to Osmo's leading player projections, ownership projections, and the all-new top pitcher tool and more. Get your pass today. Yeah, that is definitely something you got to check out there over Osmo.com. Go to Osmo.com forward slash join. Uh, next up, we got the Marlins and the Mets. Uh, I already seen some uh, you know comments there about how about these Marlins? Uh, you know, obviously they the storyline for the most part with them has been what's not been happening on the field, what's happening with them in terms of coronavirus. But man, this team's playing some good ball. Yeah, I tell you what, what a, what a surprise. And, you know, it's uh, pretty ridiculous everything they've gone through. They're still well off league pace in uh, games played and getting things done. They're going to have to really scramble at the end of the season. I think they have uh, something like 12 games in their last 10 days, just packed with some double headers against the uh, Nats and the Orioles in there. But they're playing good ball. You know, they're scrappy. They're getting things done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
they're not a team that I, I don't think any of this is real. I think it's all smoke. <laughs> they're not a good lineup. But for DFS purposes, when they match up, when they draw a good pitching matchup, they're getting it done for us, you know? So they're not terrible here. Uh, looking at the top stacks tool, Miami's ranked you know, kind of middle-ish, but like upper middle. You know, I, I think they're around like 12 if I'm just eyeballing this somewhere around there. And again, they're drawing less ownership than they are getting a chance of being the top stack here. So yeah, they're, they're frisky. Derek hasn't had to activate himself to play short yet. So uh, it, it's interesting. You know, I was expecting that Roger Dorn move from Derek Jeter. Good news, guys. I activated myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so far, you know, we haven't seen that. You can get to those bats here. You know, Waka is not a good pitcher anymore. Uh, he never really made it to good pitcher. He's a guy I was expecting to at least be a serviceable three for a few years, but never really put it all together. Um, his home run per nine was up uh, last year. Uh, he was never over uh, 1.0 home run per nine, but last year in 126 innings with the cards, he was. Uh, seems like he kind of lost his feel for his changeup, at least early on in 2020. So I think there's going to be opportunity here. I think they're going to be able to uh, at least put together some uh, some chances with runners on base. Get a guy like a Corey Dickerson packs a good amount of power against the right-handed pitcher, against the weak righty starter. Um, Aguiar is better on the other side of the split, but there's power available there. Uh, you get into, you know, like a Matt Joyce in the uh, good side of a platoon matchup if he's in the lineup late. So there are options here. It's not something I'm going to ride too heavy, but I'll probably build a couple Marlins stacks tonight. Uh, on the Mets side, I know you, you already, uh, in your column, you mentioned Michael Conforto in, in terms of the home run ability with him. Um, you know, are there some other bats that, uh, you know, kind of you're really paying attention to in this spot? Yeah, I mean, the big man Pete Alonso is always going to be a, a bat that jumps out of this lineup. Ton of power, obviously, in that bat. Um, he's leading the team. Uh, I, I use Conforto. I like to, you know, I usually pick from the top two guys, and uh, sometimes I go lefty righty. Sometimes just somebody stands out more. So uh, I, Alonso was the top mark there. But uh, I like Jeff McNeil if he's back in the lineup. I, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's going to be in. He's in the projected. Uh, good lefty bat, excellent hit tools, going to be creating uh, opportunities for the big bats behind him. Probably going to be one of those guys, if Conforto or Alonso hits a home run, he's going to be one of the guys scoring some runs. He's going to be a key part of that stack. I'm not the biggest fan of Brandon Nimmo leading off, but he's another lefty up top that they can, uh, you know, similar idea. He's going to be a guy who's probably going to be scoring if these other guys go off. Maybe sneaky down uh, with an Ahmed Rosario from the nine spot as a wraparound in a similar kind of a concept. Speedy guy, uh, he can get on base. Not the greatest on base skills in the world, but uh, another guy who could benefit from being ahead of the big hitters in this lineup as a, as a wraparound. We're sacrificing a plate appearance to get to it. Very, very inexpensive shortstop on uh, on FanDuel. 3900 on DK, a little bit more than I like to pay for him, I think. So maybe more of a FanDuel play there. Anyone you would label as your top value play in this game? Um... Yeah, maybe we could steal some sneaky quality from like a Dom Smith if we're looking for a super off the radar name. Lefty bat, some power in there. One nine, uh, one eight one projected ISO uh, from Steamer. So a little around league average. Uh, not drawing the biggest home run mark, but a kid with lefty power going up against Sandy Alcantara. I don't hate it. Uh, then we got the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, and I know that uh, you're all on this Red Sox stack. Yeah, much as I uh, dislike having to do that, sometimes I, I gotta go there. And uh, I think targeting Tanner Rourke here makes a ton of sense. I think these uh, these Red Sox bats just have it all over him. I like the idea of Andrew Benintendi in the leadoff spot, even though he's been 
struggling and uh you know his struggles kind of started last year and have uh, continued he had a down year last year off of where he was in 2018 what the expectations are for this kid but there's still a ton of quality in that bat lefty leading off here doesn't strike out too too much and leading directly into the rafael devers jd martinez and bogarts portion of this lineup really really like that as a stack i expect them to be popular all three of those names i just said are over 15 percent ownership on FanDuel uh, in the 15 to 10 range on uh, DK. So we're going to need to make some changes in this stack to get different with it as we build it out. Uh, but I think we can do that here. You know, we've got bats like Mitch Moreland, who on this side of his splits is a killer and tends to go not totally under-owned, but disrespected a little bit, I guess, for uh, what he should be when he's on the uh, in, on this side of a lefty-righty. So good amount of power there. I think you can do similar things with an Alex Verdugo, a Jackie Bradley, late lefty bats in this lineup, just to help you differentiate. Both of those guys are under 2% ownership on FanDuel in the 2-3 uh, range on DraftKings. So if those guys are in the lineup, I like looking for some of those sneaky lefties here. Is, is this the day where J.E. Martinez finally goes yard? You know, he's got a good shot at doing it. He's pulling one of the better home run marks he's had in uh, in recent days. And, uh, yeah, Tanner Rourke, uh, let's see if I've got him here. Yeah, ugly home run per nine in the last three years. I think he's in, like, the 1-3, 1-4 range each of the last three years. So uh, guy who definitely is prone to giving up the long ball. And he's a 1-2-5 career whip, doesn't strike out a ton of people. So this guy is going to be allowing opportunities, putting guys on base. So, yeah, if J.D. gets into one, I think it could definitely go here. He's probably worth the money today. Yeah, I mean, you look at this Red Sox team, and I think you know four and eight after twelve games is is surprising, even with the loss of Mookie Betts out of that lineup. Um, you know, in terms of you know Toronto here, in terms of what they could potentially do uh, against Weber, who's obviously uh, not a great ERA to start the year out. No, <laughs> a little rough. Is it, what was it like thirteen something? I think eleven point five seven. Eleven point five. All right, so he's brought it down. Uh, yeah, Weber, soft tossing kind of a guy. Uh, you know, works in the uh, '80s with his sinker changeup combination. Just not a target for DFS for me ever. Uh, not a guy I'm going to be putting on the, on the mound at all on either site, even with his fifty five hundred dollar price tag on Fanduel. There's just nothing there for me for DFS purposes. If you really wanted to do it on on uh, DK as a second starter at 5,300, just to be weird with things, I don't think you're getting a good score out of them, but maybe if that helps you build something. Um, I don't have all the pricing listed in front of me. I'm just going guy by guy. So in that role, maybe, but not a guy I want to go to. I do like the bats here. Um, you know, We can definitely find some opportunities against him. He's not super prone to giving up a home run, I don't mm-hmm. think, but uh, you know, I think these kids can get to him here. And then you get uh, sneaky lefties with a ton of power, like Travis Shaw, who's back in this lineup. You got Rowdy Tellez, who has a bunch of power in this side of the split. Um, so I think some kind of a mix with the uh, second generation kids and uh, and those two guys here could put together some good Toronto stacks. They're own more than I'd like to see up top as well uh, on both mm-hmm. sites. So it's something to keep an eye on there. Keep uh, take a look where they fall in the top stacks tool through the day and uh, and decide that way how much you want to get to them. I mean, I know you, you mentioned your article, the eight one two four five Red Sox stack. Um, could that potentially ultimately be something that just be the ownership is so high on that that you could, you know, fade away from it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you always want to make that decision. You always need to be keeping an eye on ownership. The reason I wanted to build it as like a wraparound like that with Jackie Bradley, um, for some reason, that oh, was probably a junior issue on naming site to site. So on FanDuel, I've got Jackie trending for uh, 0.1% ownership from our most recent morning update. So, I mean, 
if he's going to be, and I think it'll come up from that number, but I mean, if he's going to be low owned, that's a differentiation point that you can stick in. He's a guy a, ton, a lot of people don't love to roster. He's very cheap. So you can do different things with your lineup. And I think I called out Jose Peraza as another option. The right-handed bat, but he's a guy who can get on base, provide a little bit of speed from the bottom of the lineup. So I think there are enough ways to differentiate here that you don't need to get away from the Sox lineup. Um, just looking at the top stacks tool, if I can get it to pop, pop up here, they're a little bit overowned on both sites. But again, we're talking about like 6% uh, probability of success to 9-ish percent ownership. So nothing tragic. You know, they're not dramatically overowned. Uh, Toronto is actually the top stack on Alex Ford right now. So I, I like that even better seeing that. And the ownership is, again, around, around level like the Red Sox were. So two teams I'm going to dig into. Twins and, and the Royals coming up next. Uh, Twins are probably going to be a popular stack as well in this spot. Uh, Adam and I talked about that last night on the Early Bird podcast. What's uh, what's kind of your take on this matchup? Yeah, I, I'm on the Twins bats quite a bit. Um, you know, pretty much always, uh, and they're showing a ton of power here again uh, in my home run model. I've got uh, Kepler, Donaldson, and Cruz all trending over uh, ten, well over ten in my home run model here. Like the chances for at least one of those guys to go deep, probably more. Uh, Junis, not a pitcher I love. He's, uh, you know, 20 league average is kind of a pitcher, 20% strikeouts, 6% walks. He's not bad, you know, mid high fours X fit for his career. So he's all right. He'll, I'll have a little bit of him, uh, but I definitely like targeting him more with the twins bats than I like playing him. Uh, and I think we can get away some, with some good ownership plays here. And nobody's really trending for too, too much popularity. Looks like Donaldson, if he's in the lineup is our most popular guy on FanDuel, uh, on both sites, actually. And then you've got quality. Nelson Cruz, not really too popular. Eddie Rosario trending under 5% on both sites. Uh, lefty against Jake Junis. So I like that spot. Um, you know, so I, I think we can build some very nice looking twin stacks here. Nelson Cruz is having a great year so far. Yeah. The guy's just ageless, ageless killer of baseballs. You know, the only, the only thing we're not getting here is him against the lefty, but I don't think it even matters <laughs> in this matchup. You know, Nelson can take anybody deep and, uh, yeah, he's over uh, 13.12. He was second or third highest overall in my model today, I think. So love the uh, love the marks on Nelson today. I mean, this Royals team, it, it seems like every day I'm looking at a stack on the Royals every day when I'm, I'm building my lineups. I mean, and, and we, you know, I, I know me and you on the Early Bird podcast have always talked about Sal Perez. At that catch position, he's always going to be someone you're going to be looking at. Um, but in terms of, obviously, we all know the, the top guys in that Royals lineup you're going to look at. Who are some other guys that maybe could have some low ownership that you believe are intriguing? Yeah, so we saw Witt do it last night, and he's at the top of this lineup again, and he's drawing around 1% ownership on both sites in our early projections. I mean, it's, you know, he's not a guy I love to go to all the time, but he's one of the better bats on this team. He's in a good spot hitting in front of all the big RBI guys that we like. So he's a guy I'll probably build in. I liked him better when he was uh, available at middle infield instead of the outfields but I'll take it. Um, then you look down, you get to like a Michael Franco or I'm sorry, it's a lefty lefty. So I don't love Franco there, but uh, maybe a Ryan McBroom, uh, if he's uh, batting fourth, uh, Adalberto Mondesi, you know, hitting down lineup a little bit, not out to a hot start, but a shortstop at a decent price, low ownership. Don't hate that there. So I'm going to be looking at some of those guys as I'm building, uh, building Royal stacks. Smelter's a guy I want to target has problems giving up the long ball. Uh, he's a one, six, eight home run per nine for his career in 53 innings. So, you know, it's not a huge sample size, but he's had issues with the long ball over his career. So I think these Royals could get to him. I think they could be frisky again tonight. 
Merrifield had a great game last night, scoring 30 points on DK, uh, along with what he'll, he'll do with his bat. Uh, also got a stolen base as well. Uh, he is 5,700 on DK. Uh, does that price concern you? Did not notice that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit of a big price tag to pay. He's the uh, highest price by far on that team. So, you know, that's probably what's suppressing his ownership to the levels that we've got it at. So if you're paying up, you're probably paying up to be contrarian with him. So I don't hate it still as part of the uh, Royal stack, but it definitely makes it more difficult to build that lineup out. You might have to do something funky with pitching that you don't feel totally comfortable with. So I don't know that he's a guy I would sacrifice coming down two or three levels in uh, my pitching tier to go to mm-hmm. work a Whit Merrifield. And you want to reserve a play like that for you know a star type player. And Whit Merrifield is not a star type player. So man, yeah, I mean, don't love it there. Only 30, yeah, the next- 33 on FanDuel, much, much more affordable. Yeah, the next highest uh, price salary on DK is Nelson Cruz at forty nine hundred. I think that tells you a little bit of something there. That's yeah, wow, that is crazy. That how could I can't justify that disparity in my head between Whit Merrifield being twelve hundred more than uh, than Nelson Cruz, but there or eight hundred more rather. But there we go. Uh, then we got uh, the Reds and the Brewers. Reds and the Brewers. Let me click over here. So, uh, yeah, good pitcher in this one. Finally, one of the uh, top guys. I believe Bauer's my top uh, projected pitcher in FanDuel today, if I'm clicking over there. Yeah, so I've got uh, Bauer and then uh, a couple guys I need to poke around and see what's going on with in uh, Urias and Boyd, who I don't love at the top of my FanDuel board, uh, and then into a Luke Weaver, who I do like and we'll talk about later. So I expect big things from Trevor Bauer against this strikeout-prone lineup. Um, he's in absolute ace we know he's a stud 27 to 30 percent strikeout uh, the last couple of years eight to nine percent walk guy one four four home runs per nine last year so every now and then he's going to give up a long ball but this is the kind of guy we'll take that with we're not worried about the uh, occasional solo home run that he's going to give up he's sitting enough guys down with that arm and with the uh, with the strikeout that he's not likely to give up the grand slam the three-run home run the two-run home run he's more likely to give up a solo shot and not do too much damage to his score so He's a guy I expect to be rostering in spades this tonight. Uh, only 17.4% ownership on FanDuel. I expect to be going over that on uh, on Bauer. Don't expect to be getting to a ton of Brewers bats um, with mm-hmm. that. So, What about the Reds bats? Reds bats against Bauer, uh, against Lauer, rather. <laughs> Tricky uh, Bauer-Lauer <laughs> spot. Uh, yeah, I think that's a spot I do like. I'm um, just taking a quick peek, clicking over the top stacks tool. Looks like they are trending slightly under on FanDuel. Uh, they're, you know, top, upper mid. They're in the top half of all stacks uh, as far as the rankings go. And reasonable percentage for success. Uh, there's a big clump of teams in the middle around like that 3 to 4% mark uh, for FanDuel. So keep an eye on how that shakes out through the day. And look for those teams that, you know, kind of slip down the list, but the percentage is still about right and the ownership drops. Uh, so if the Reds fall into that category more it's probably going to boost the amount that I'm interested in this team. Um, on DK, they appear to be getting a little bit more appropriate ownership, but there are bats that I like here. Uh, we see a ton of right-handed pop with Eugenio Suarez here, so uh, definitely a guy to build around. Not overly priced on uh, on FanDuel, only 3K. Uh, 10% ownership, so that's very, very reasonable there. Uh, Nicky Castellanos is another right-handed bat I like in this lineup. Nick Senzel. A uh, big up-and-coming uh, kid who is a top, top prospect, plays a number of different positions, excellent hit tool, uh, puts a little bit of power into the ball, more line drives kind of a guy, but can drive one out of the ballpark every now and again. So against a weak lefty like Lauer, I think we can play some of these righty bats, and then you've got you know quality in the left-handed bats like Joey Votto. So I think there's a ton to be done with this Reds lineup for sure. 
On the Brewer side with the bats, Christian Yelich, I know uh, there's been so much made about you know his struggles to start. Uh, you know, he did get a home run uh, last night, um, but you know everyone's I, I, whether it's ESPN, MLB Network, they're all kind of talking about his struggles. Obviously, but he's still a guy that you have to pay up to get. Is he still in this position where you're, you're at this point of like, man, I, I want to see a little more consistency before I start trusting him? Not for me. Christian Yelich is a guy. I, I'm a numbers guy. I believe in your career numbers. I don't believe in the short sample size. Uh, we're, you know, however many games into the season. Mm-hmm. He's uh, just taking a look here in 2020. We're talking about um, 43 plate appearances so far. So do we really want to change our opinion about a former MVP, a guy like Christian Yelich, based on 43, 43 plate appearances? The talking heads in baseball love to bring these things up. Uh, they don't necessarily get math. One of my favorite things in baseball broadcasting is trying to watch Alex Rodriguez talk about math. <laughs> they just don't always get how these things work and how the numbers work. So, yeah, don't sweat that. Um, if you're prone to paying up for stars like Christian Yelich as one-offs or whatever, and you like paying for Yelich, you like paying for Trout, don't let something like that dissuade you. He's a mandatory part of Brewer Stacks unless you're skipping him specifically to be different, but never skip him for quality reasons. This is Christian Yelich we're talking about, MVP candidate. I'm telling you, I love just going around on MLB.tv, going game the game, and just and more listening to the road broadcasts since you know they're not there. Right. You know they're back at their home stadium just to hear what they're talking about. Right? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting filler going on too in some of these games. You know, it's not not quite to the KBO levels where they had people like you know touring around uh, in like Busan, you're know, going from shop to shop, eating unique food and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun watching them uh, stretch for things to talk about, like in their basements and stuff and, you know, the, the pictures on their walls and everything. The one that cracks me up every time is when I see the sideline reporter in like center field in the, the stands and it's that person and their cameraman and that's it. Yeah. I'm kind of sitting going, do you really got to place that person in the field? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. They can't, they have to go all the way there and stand all alone. It must be so weird too, to be in like a cavernous ballpark like that with no one else. and Just hearing the sounds of the game in that, uh, in that unique setting and everything they had, I don't know if you caught the, uh, it was a Yankees game. I think it was on Fox the other day. They had uh, Kenny Rosenthal stash kind of like that. I think he was down the third baseline and judge crank one, uh, you know, home run, you know, 450 feet into the stands and they were teasing him. They said, hey, go get the ball. Go get the ball. And he was going to do it. They had him willing to break protocol, the quarantine protocols, to go get the home run ball until somebody shut it down. <laughs> he was on his way to go do it. Yeah, that, that's the one thing about baseball broadcasts. There's a lot of dead time. So it's all, you know, it could be, you know, especially if there's a good uh, communication between the two guys in, in the booth, you can get some good ones there. But uh, moving on, we got the Indians and the White Sox. You know, I feel like every time we do a show together, we always talk about in, that Indians infield. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's something that, you know, I, I bring up constantly. It's a play that I just like to make, you know, and, uh, Today, they're just taking a peek here, uh, going against Cease. Cease is a pitcher I like, kid with a lot of upside. Um, we can't rely on him yet. He's a guy I'm going to have in my lineups as far as the pitching side of things, but I'm also going to be targeting with these Indians bats because he's just unreliable. He doesn't have control command yet. Um, so he's more likely to put up a game where he's putting a bunch of guys on base and giving up some runs here than he is to put up a 10 strikeout game, especially against this lineup. That infield that we're talking about, they hit one through four in this lineup. They all limit the strikeouts. It's something that we've touched on a number of times. Josh and I talked about it yesterday. Uh, but, they're again, they're all projected for 16% strikeout, 17%, 13 14 So these are guys that 
just have patience. And a kid like Cease is going to struggle to sit them down. There are plenty of strikeouts available in the back end of this lineup. So he could pick up a decent score. You've got, uh, you know, Zimmer's in the lineup. He's over 30. Uh, Domingo Santana's over 30. You've got Fran Mill in the, in the mid to high 20s. So there are Ks in the back end, but I think he's going to struggle with that top end of this lineup. And that's where I want to make most of my moves as far, if I'm building stacks. Get some of those guys, three to four of those infielders, and then build in the, a Fran Mill, build in a Zimmer, swallow strikeouts, build in a Domingo Santana. Hope you get the long ball out of one of those guys with some of these others on base. But we know a, a Jose Ramirez, a Francisco Lindor could definitely put up a big game on their own. They don't need that help from the back end. Okay, if I say favorite bat for you in this game and you cannot say Ramirez and Lindor, who is it? Fran Mil Reyes. Despite the, despite the strikeouts, I love the power in that kid's bat. Uh, he's got my highest number uh, in my home run model, 13-6-1, which I think is over what I said for Nelson Cruz. So he's way up there as well today. So mm-hmm. that's a power bat that I like to get to a lot. 8% ownership on FanDuel. Uh, looks like 0.1% in our DK projections ownership-wise. Only 3,800 in the outfield. Probably hitting fifth in that lineup. That's a spot I like. What about when the White Sox side of it? White Sox side, a uh, team that I like getting to a lot. Um, you know, it's it's a team I've been playing a fair amount uh, so far this year. Favorite bat-wise, I would probably come down in the I, – I called out Yasmani Grandal yesterday just because I love him as a catcher play. And, again, he's mm-hmm. going to be in that 3 to 5% on range. So great, great spot. Not expensive on FanDuel, 2600 on FanDuel. You can do weird things with that lineup if you play – both him and uh, and Abreu, him and Edwin, do a rotation of those three guys between the catcher corner spot. Uh, I like doing that a lot with this lineup, and then working in a guy like Joan Moncada, the two outfielders in uh, Louis Robert and Eloy Menez. Uh, you've got a guy like Mazzara, you know, bringing some lefty pop late in that lineup. Uh, Two fifteen projected uh, ISO from Steamer, so just a lot, a lot of power here. Um, against a guy like Savali, we've seen him put up a couple good games, um, but he's not a guy I trust. 477 projected FIP, not a big strikeout guy, despite the strikeouts we saw from him last time out. So I think this is a guy that they can get to with bats. Um, take a look where they rank in this top stacks tool here. I'm uh, actually curious about that today. Not a great spot for them in the top stacks. I'm actually a little surprised. They're uh, fifth from the bottom on DK, fourth from the bottom on FanDuel. So I'm going to have to poke around and see what Alex is seeing there that I'm not. Maybe he likes Savale a little bit more. Let's see if I have the uh, top pitchers. He's got Savale ranked, yeah, top uh, like eight, nine pitchers. So uh, I guess he's kind of, he's leaning into the Savale side a little bit more than that. And it uh, looks like he's got him trending for a uh, decent chance of being a top starter and not too much ownership on either side. So that could be a good pitching play and uh, get a little sneaky with it. Not what I was expecting to see there, but – that's why I love these tools that Alex puts out. I spend so much of my day in that top starters and top <laughs> stacks tool, just looking for those things that he's seeing that his numbers are seeing that I'm not because his numbers are better than mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same thing with you, man. Every day I'm, I'm always trying to find a, a, an angle to to look at in terms of, uh, you know, the, the slate. Of course, uh, this is the MLB Strategy Show. Of course, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. Also, you got to check out the fantasy football package that we have going on right now as we are excited to bring you the inaugural season-long fantasy football and best ball draft kit using the same tools that have helped make Alex Osmo Baker the number one daily fantasy sports player. We have compiled a package that will Revolutionize the way you prepare for our fantasy sports drafts for only $29.95. Our draft kits include everything you need to prep, including rankings, projections, sleeper tools, loads of content from our experts, and the draft wingman. By the way, that is a great line. Draft wingman. Yeah, not bad. Which will 
Yeah, that's just a great, great term. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it will update your team projections in real time based on who you've already drafted. And as an added bonus, new FFPC members will get a $35 credit when you sign up for an Osmo Draft Kit, which basically makes it free. Don't miss this one. Dominate your fantasy and best ball leagues today. Of course, also, we're presented by by Super Draft and use that promo code AWESOMO10. And it's $10 free in your first deposit of $10 or more and $20 total free in your first deposit of $100 or more. Of course, you can get uh, you go to superdraft.io or in the App Store, Super Draft, no limits, more winning. Of course, it's all about those multipliers. You don't got to worry about the salary restrictions that you can have on, on other places. So you definitely got to check out Super Draft as well. Of course, uh, moving along the lines, we've got the Cubs and the Cardinals. And, uh, you know, of course, the Cardinals, we kind of like the Marlins. The big topic with them has been coronavirus related. But uh, they are a stack. I, I know you got some interest in today. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, Lester's not a guy I always target, but sometimes they just pop up in my model the right way. And this is one of those days for the cards, uh, you know, uh, going up against them. I really like the pricing on FanDuel. Only Paul Goldschmidt is priced over three thousand on FanDuel. On DraftKings, they're a little bit, uh, a little bit higher. But again, only Goldschmidt and Tommy Edmund are over four thousand over there. So there's a lot of deals to be had, and they are not currently pulling a ton of ownership. Uh, I haven't checked them in the top stacks tool, so I'll probably see where Alex doesn't like them either. <laughs> but uh, let's take a peek. Yep, they're ranked down toward the bottom again. So uh, you know, it's a it's a spot I'm going to have to dig into and uh, and see what's what on uh, on what my numbers are seeing, but uh, drawing less ownership than they should. So that's a play that's more for me than coming from the site's projections, but it's one I'm going to be making. Uh, I'm getting decent power marks here. Um, so Lester was one two eight home run per nine over the last three years, if you average it out. So he's gotten more vulnerable to the home run uh, over his uh, last couple of years. Very good numbers in Bush uh, over over 20 starts in his career over there. I picked that up off of MLB.com earlier. Um, so I'm not sure how much Alex bakes in uh, you know those uh, home and road numbers into his model, but maybe that's having an impact here. Um, I wouldn't expect it to, but it could be. Um, but I think there's a ton of quality in bats like Paul Goldschmidt. Tyler O'Neill's got a ton of pop as a young righty kid coming up here. Strikes out a lot. Uh, you could definitely get an 0 for 4 with three Ks. But I like him to turn on one and uh, and potentially put up a long ball here. So the cards are lined up. I'm going to be playing. I know you you mentioned Anthony Rizzo is your top uh, home run target here for the Cubs. Of course, uh, obviously he's the, the highest salary bat uh, on DraftKings for for the Cubs here. Uh, you know, kind of why do you like him in this spot? Yeah, big lefty bat, ton of power. Uh, you know, guy going up against Daniel Ponce de Leon. Um, He's a league average guy in the minors, so I don't expect uh, he had eight Ks in uh, three and two thirds the other day. I don't expect that to really you know hold up and translate in uh, in Major League Baseball. He gets decent strikeout projections from Steamer, but he's a four eight FIP uh, and more importantly four two three walks per nine projection. So I mean, this is a guy who's going to be putting people on base. If Rizzo comes up with a couple guys on base and gets into one of those long balls, that's going to be a score that you need to succeed in, uh, in DFS tonight. So. I really like that spot for him, and I'm getting good projections on uh, basically the whole top half of that Cubbies lineup. Um, I really like the spot. They're expensive on DK. They're owned on DK. On FanDuel, they're a little bit less popular, a little bit more affordable, so it might be a FanDuel play more than it is a DK play, but it's a spot I really like for uh, for that team today. And uh, that one, it looks like Alex does like a little bit better. They're uh, toward the upper middle in the stacks tool, so uh, more aligned with the boss man on that one. 
Now, when you're looking at the money line, the second biggest favorite of the night is the Angels taking on the Rangers, uh, minus 162. For the Angels, uh, I, I, let's first off, let's start about the Rangers. Well, it's obviously not exactly the lineup you're always tar, you know, looking at, but is, is there anything on the Rangers side that uh, intrigues you? So I'm getting a good home run mark, uh, which I pretty much always do on uh, Joey Gallo. He's just got a tremendous amount of power in that bat. 289 projected season long ISO from Steamer. Also 36% strikeout rate projected, but uh, 12% of above league average uh, WRC+. plus. Getting an 11.68 number on him on uh, on my home run model. Nice little projection. Drawing a fair amount of ownership. He's a guy that people know about. He's not surprising anybody. 3,900. If I can get to him for under 4K on FanDuel, I don't dislike it. There's not a ton that I love in this stack. Um, you know, maybe you get to a sneaky lefty like Willie Calhoun, who people don't really mm-hmm. respect yet. Build in like a Rubenet Odor and his lefty power there, and then maybe play a quality righty uh, like an Elvis Andrews. Uh, Shinsu Chu gets disrespected up at the top of this lineup for years by DFS players, um, but he's you know, he's fine. He's not a killer by any means. Uh, decent projection, low ownership. I like Griff Canning, I think, more than I like this Texas lineup, though. Uh, he's a young pitcher that I, I get to a fair amount when he's, when he's pitching. Um, upper 20s ca- uh, strikeout percentage in the minors, over 100 innings uh, pitched so far in the majors. He's around 25.5% uh, strikeout rate, so I expect that to go up. Plus curve, plus slider, uh, you know, a lot of swing and miss, generates a lot of ground balls. So he's a kid I like a lot. I'm not sure how much I'll get to him here, but typically he's not a guy I'm going to target with bats either. Uh, yeah, look at DK. He's 8,200. By the way, the other side of it, Lyle's at 7,600. Um, you know, Canning, I, I know, you know, maybe, maybe he's a guy that could have some low ownership. And maybe that's a guy you can, could pivot to if you don't, maybe, maybe you don't say you want to pay up for, say, a tra- Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you know, I was just taking a peek at that as you were saying it because I thought that might be where you're going. And he ranks out really well in the top pitchers tool, but it looks like he's actually popular. Uh, he's drawing – and not crazy popular for DK because it's only 20%. We're working at a 200 over there, right? So, yeah, as a pivot play um, or as a pay-up option at SP2, that could be really interesting. You're not going to be able to do a ton if you're going to uh, like a Bauer Cannon combo with your two pitchers. Uh, it's going to really limit what you can spend on bats. But if you can get into some of those value stacks, um, yeah, I, I definitely think there's quality there. Maybe get to like a sneaky Detroit value stack on uh, just looking at the value rankings on uh, on DK, see what you can do with that, and build in a strong, strong uh, high-end two pitchers over there. Don't hate it. On FanDuel, he's like double the ownership of what his, uh, what his percentage of success is, but he's the third-ranked overall starter. So he's a guy I'll probably have uh, maybe even a little bit more than I was expecting to. Then we got the D-backs and the pods. Luke Weaver going for the D-backs. Zach Davies going for the pods. Yeah, Weaver, another young pitcher that I like. Uh, you know, uh, 26 and a half strikeout rate, fastball cutter, uh, changeup uh, combination in his repertoire. 387 XFIP, so quality. I think there's upside there. I think he's a kid that we're going to see more from. Um, so I like him in this spot. Pitching in San Diego, you pick up a little bit of, uh, of park factor. There are strikeouts to be had here. Some of the guys, uh, some of the better hitters in this lineup can limit the strikeouts. You got Manny Machado is only around like an 18% strikeout guy, tremendous power, 254 ISO projection. So I don't love targeting the Padres, but I think we can get away with it here. I think there's enough quality in that arm. And the back end of this lineup is not overly strong. You've got, uh, you know, Francisco Mejia is fine, Abraham Almonte. 
Jerkson Profar is a bat that I like more for DFS purposes than for real-life baseball um, for the most part. So I think Weaver's a guy I'm going to get to a fair amount here. We'll take a look at the top pitchers and uh, see where he ranks out. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that Alex seems to like. Again, another guy who's trending for popularity, but not terribly so, not unplayable. Uh, so a guy I'm probably going to be getting to a fair amount and uh, probably limit the amount that I get to those Padres stacks. In terms of, uh, you know, bats, um, you know, if if you would say you were going to rank the top three bats in this game, who would they be? Um, just taking a peek through things, I would probably be targeting the D-backs side of things. Zach Davies, not a good righty. Um, 5-2-3 projected FIP, uh, only like 5-7-5 Ks per nine, so just not striking anybody out. So we can target some of the power, and uh, you know, you pick off a Cole Calhoun lefty power. We saw an inside-the-park home run from him the other day. I would <laughs> lean more toward it being an outside-the-park home run if he's going to do it, a traditional home run. But, uh, yeah, that's a bat I like here, and I think you can do some, some good things with the top of this Diamondbacks lineup. They don't look like they're drawing too much popularity. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven – Six hitters in a row, uh, all drawing over 200 ISO projection for the season from Steamer. So mixing and matching through some of those bats, quality pricing. Uh, you know, only two guys priced over 30 over 3,000 on FanDuel. More in the high threes, mid fours on uh, DraftKings. So a little bit less affordable and drawing more popularity on DK. But I think this is a spot we can definitely target again. Zach Davies, pitcher that I like to go after with some bats. Uh, then in Oakland, we've got the Astros and the A's. Zach Grinke going for the Astros and Chris Bassett going for the A's. Grinke, another pitcher that uh, you know, typically I like. He's not drawing the best projection for me today, though. So he's only he's ranked uh, a ways down my list. It looks like Alex has him sixth on both sites. So Grinky's going to be interesting to poke at. He's got a better probability on DK of being a top starter than he's uh, drawing ownership. So that's something I might like as a uh, as a expensive pitcher pivot over on uh, on DraftKings if you're getting away from Bauer, uh, you know maybe get into a little leverage with Grinky. Not the greatest spot in the world, uh, but righty righty, you know he's taking on mostly righties in this uh, A's lineup. That's where they draw most of their power. Got to avoid Matt Olson and his big lefty bat in the middle. But Grinky's a guy who knows how to do that. Not a guy I worry about uh, ever rolling him out there. Big price tag overall on uh, on DK at ten five. Like him on. 8-8 eight, eight on, uh, on FanDuel, so I wish I was getting a better projection overall on him, but I think that price tag is going to put him into my, my FanDuel lineups quite a bit here. Um, if you want to target A's bats, I mentioned Olsen, uh, you know, tremendous lefty power there. We've got a, uh, a guy like Marcus Semien leading off here, is, uh, you know, was an MVP candidate last year. Ramon Laureano provides quality with his bat and his legs. You've got Matt Chapman that uh, can get into a uh, even in the same-handed matchup, so there are guys to build with, but it's not a spot I'm going to be leaning too much into the A's uh, at all here. Bassett, on the other hand, I think is a pitcher that you can definitely target with those Astros bats. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of quality in that Astros lineup, as we know. So Bassett, not a guy I trust. Sinker cutter, uh, some swing and miss, but not a uh, not a very high-end starter. Uh, four or five-ish ex-fit, uh, you know, uh, 57 games. So we've got a good sample of who he is, uh, and that's – that's the guy that uh, you know that this pitcher is. So I think we can target him here. Uh, if Kyle Tucker's up top leading off, I like that as a uh, as a left-handed bat, low ownership, good price tag. Uh, we, then we've got the guys that everybody knows, the Altuve's, the Bregmans. So it's a team that uh, isn't going to sneak up on too many people, but uh, I think we can get there today. 
Two more games uh, before we get out of here. Of course, come up here on awesome.com today. We got the NHL strategy show, NBA live before lock, and then I'll be back uh, at six o'clock for MLB live before lock. Uh, Mariners and the Rockies. And well, if you listen to the early bird podcast, you heard Adam talk about uh, his like for the, for the Mariners pitcher here. Did he? I, ha- I haven't had a chance to catch it. I'm going to fire it up after we get off of here and uh, try to catch up on some of those ticks. I love hearing Adam talk pitching, so that's uh, that's intriguing to me if Adam likes him. Uh, he's not a guy who's really on my radar, uh, but he did have nine strikeouts with 20 swing and miss the, uh, his last time out. So if he's changed something, if he's able to get it done, maybe just showing a little bit of growth, I don't hate that. You know, Rockies on the road is a team that's uh, definitely not the uh, same quality that they show us at home. They're dangerous bats toward the top of this lineup, but there's also a lot of lefty hitting in this lineup. So lefty lefty could be sneaky. Let's see. Uh, let's see what Alex thinks on that call. Alex has him ranked. Uh, looks like in the middle on uh, both sites, drawing far less ownership on FanDuel. Um, twice based. I would imagine there. Yeah. 5,000 on DraftKings. So going to be a really, really popular SP two on DraftKings. He's drawing about four times the uh, popularity of the is probability of uh, success. So that might be a spot where you want to make a pivot as your SP2 and not go to him as your SP2 on DK. Um, at 7,200, though, he could be a little bit sneaky on FanDuel. It looks like Alex likes him over there. Um, so that's interesting. That's one I'll poke at. Not one I was expecting to uh, be too interested in, but I'm going to have to get into it. Sensatella on the other side, definitely not somebody I'm going to be uh, looking at too much. Uh, actually, a higher XFIP on the road for his career, 464 XFIP on the road, doesn't strike anybody out. So when you see a course pitcher with a higher XFIP on the road than at home, that's probably somebody you want to stay away from, I think. Of course, uh, be sure to hit that thumbs up button right here on YouTube. I uh, really do appreciate that. Let's, let's try to get those those likes up to about 80 or so. Um, we can crack it, 100. Come on. <laughs> in terms of in terms of the bats here, obviously we talked about the two pitchers. Um, and obviously this is, this is Seattle. This is not Colorado. That, that's obviously another aspect of this, but, uh, some bats, uh, you, you like to point out. I tell you what, if we're talking about Sensatella not being a good pitcher, maybe we get into the Seattle side of this a little bit. You've got a big lefty, uh, Kyle Seeger that everybody knows about, but drawing under 2% ownership on both sites, not the worst price in the world, getting a decent projection on him. Same story with Danny Vogelbach, uh, you know, another big lefty bat here, drawing over 200 ISO projection, better side of his splits. So maybe you build a small stack with those two, working like a Kyle Lewis, uh, you know, big strikeout kid, but up and comer, a lot of pop in his bat. Um, I don't love the Dylan Moore, Austin Nola kind of plays, but Nola works, I guess, as a catcher if you want to, if you want to do that. Um, so there are some plays to be made, I guess, on the Seattle side. The Rockies, just to offset some of that uh, Kikuchi, especially on DK, if he's going to be that widely owned, I might attack that with some Rockies bats. Um, again, I'll dig into it a little bit to see what Adam sees. I definitely want to listen to what he had to say about him on the early bird there. But if Kikuchi's going to be like 28, 30% owned on DraftKings, you can gain some ground on the field if these Rockies get to him. And we know there are quality righties. You get to a Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story. The two of them on their own could do a ton of damage to this kid. Working a Matt Kemp from back in the lineup. If Chris Owings is in the lineup, he's going to be a super low on sneaky type of play. So there are bats we can get to with the Rockies. And then you've got Danny Murphy. He can hit anybody, even though he's a lefty-lefty. Um, so that could be intriguing just to look to as a leverage play on, on DraftKings. 
And the final game of the night is the Giants and the Dodgers. The Dodgers, the biggest betting favorite on the slate tonight. Uh, you know, obviously Smarja on the road here. Um, Dodgers, uh, are they in the? Uh, is that a stack you're you're kind of you've been really di- diving into? Yeah, they're a stack I like to get to a lot. You know, they do a ton of stuff from both sides of the plate. Mookie's back in the lineup here, so. Love what they do up top with uh, Jock Peterson leading off, especially against a righty. Uh, you know, ton of power in his lefty bat. Uh, so I really like that. And then playing down into the obvious names, the Mookie and the uh, Cody Bellingers of the world. Um, Max Muncy hitting fifth, probably. Uh, I like him in the middle of the order here. Maybe a chance to pick up some more RBIs than he does when he's hitting second. Get him on the back end of this stack. Uh, love Corey Seager. He's been smoking the ball all year long uh, as a lefty shortstop. So ton, a ton of plays, ton of offense in this game. Going to be pretty widely owned, but you can make things happen by building in like a Justin Turner, who not a lot of people like to go to for some reason. He's been a killer bat for years in this lineup, and he's still only, you know, today he's drawing uh, under 4% ownership on DK, under 7 on FanDuel. Totally affordable, 3200 on FanDuel, 47 on DK. I don't mind paying that for a quality bat like Justin Turner, even in a same-handed matchup. He can get to the shark here. That's not something I'm worried about. So, yeah, I'm going to be building Dodgers stacks for sure. Um, I expect that it's, uh, as I click over to the other tab here, that it's going to be a play that Alex likes as well with that big run total. So, yeah, they're going to be top five, six stacks on both sites around level ownership. So definitely a play we can make and make comfortably. Anything on the Giants you think uh, people should be looking at? Uh, Not a play that I love. Um, You know, Urias is a starter. He's an up-and-coming starter, uh, getting a decent projection. He's my number two starter on uh, FanDuel right now. So I'm probably going to be attacking these Giants bats more with him than I am with uh, going to the Giants bats. Uh, Just taking a look at Alex's top uh, pitchers here. He's got him around the middle, so maybe you can get away with a little bit with San Francisco based on what Alex is seeing there. Um, But their lineup – I don't even see in the top stacks tool. I think he might have accidentally left them out of the. Oh no, there they are. They just they had a heading on because <laughs> they're all the way down at the bottom, so they were covered in gray. I didn't see them. So yeah, bottom ranked team in the in Alex's top stacks tool on both sites. Not a spot I'm going to be going to too much. Um, maybe if you wanted to do it to try and pick off uh, some people who are going uh, to uh, Urias as a starter, but not a ton of quality in this lineup. Veteran bat like Evan Longoria, if you're going to do it. Um, you know, a Wilmer Flores versus a lefty. You can always pick a Wilmer on the good side of his splits, but not a play I love by any means. Of course, uh, we'll have MLB live before lock, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We got NBA live before lock coming at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Next up here, also, we got the NHL strategy show, so you want to check out that as well. Uh, you know, Terry, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No, I think we're good. Just keep an eye on, uh, like we've mentioned several times, you know, those two tools from Alex, top stacks, top pitchers throughout the day. Those are two absolute cornerstones of my process these days, and you can dig up a ton of good info there. So that's that's what I would say. Get on those tools, guys. Of course, be sure to check out everything over at Osmo.com. Be sure to hit up Osmo.com forward slash join. Take advantage of that MLB weekly pass that we have up there and all the great Osmo Plus tools we have. So that is going to do it for the MLB Strategy Show. And I'll see you all later today on the MLB Live Before Lock Show. <laughs>